Welcome to episode 20 of your favorite podcast, The Guard Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Haley, alongside my co-host, Scott Simmons. And today, in episode 20, we're going to talk about execution over emotion. We're going to talk about a Tim Grover tweet that drove me absolutely wild and share an anecdotal experience from that that I have from a very, very important memory. We're going to talk about just diving in. Just fucking go for it. Do it. I promise you it's the right thing to do. So, for episode 20, I will see you inside. Yesterday, uh, I saw a tweet that I just, oh my God, dude, I saw it. And sometimes shit just like gives me chills because it maybe like takes me somewhere where like I've been before. Mm -hmm. Like I have that with like the Mr. Ohio oftentimes Mm -hmm. or like with like former athletic events Mm -hmm. Um, or like songs. You know, they like take you to a moment in time, like that song and a very strong, like life altering memory Mm -hmm. is like there. Yeah. Um, That's why I'm like so into EDM. Yeah. It's like, you know, my, like my best memories in life, like Mr. Ohio is number one Mm -hmm. very easily. Sure. And like, after that, like, dude, my whole top 10 is like moments in time when I was like at a festival Mm -hmm. or at a show and like rolling my fucking tits off. Like there, there, there's only one time that, that counts on my top 10 list. Okay. That's not at the Ohio or music festival. I was still on Molly though. <laughs> so it doesn't really count. You're still it doesn't really count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was sure. still influenced. Like everything else is like pertaining to music. So yeah. that's why I love EDM music so much, like Alice in Wonderland, Big yep. Box, Slander. Yep. Yep. They, there's all like these elements of time. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I saw this tweet and it gave me fucking chills. Okay. Because I remember um I remember this like happening. When I was on stage at the Ohio and I'll explain kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but the tweet from Tim Grover, I share on my Instagram story was winners, pause, losers hesitate. And I saw that and I was like, Oh my God. Like the athlete in me just like screamed. Winners pause. Yeah. Losers pause. Losers hesitate. Okay. He says, pausing is about strategy and calculation. Mm hmm. This is this is assessing the battlefield. This yeah. Is assessing what's going on around me. Yeah. Hesitation is about fear. Dude, that just fucking gave me chills. Again. Yeah. And it's so true. Yep. It's so true. Yeah. I'm gonna when you're done explaining, I'm gonna explain to you what that means to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. So on stage at the Ohio, mm-hmm. um, we were it was in the uh, overall pose down. Yeah. And you know, everyone backstage, I saw everyone backstage and I realized. I had a ton of mass on everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had yeah. a shit ton of I mass. I remember you talking about that. And I also I had, you know, there was one guy who was in better shape than me. Mm-hmm. And he was the light heavyweight. He I was remember. Scary. He was, was good. Was it the bald guy? He was, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was good. Yeah. He was really good. And I, I knew, you know, I, everyone else I knew that I was going to beat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was looking at him and I was like, man, he is, he is just diced. Yeah. I also knew he'd be in the middle of the stage is where his weight class is. Okay. And I knew I'd be on the outside of the yep. stage. So I completely changed my posing for finals. Oh, you did? In every single pose, I went with the pose that made me look the absolute biggest. Okay. Not, and commonly, I go with the pose that makes me look uh, the most like balanced, symmetrical, sure. the most aesthetic. Yeah. It yeah, makes yeah, me look yeah. the most aesthetic. Yeah. And I just went with like, I've got, Jeez. I have 60 pounds on him. Like I have to show that right now. Yeah. And I went out and every single pose I hit, 
I didn't hit a single one in an aesthetic fashion. It was all size. Mm -hmm. And obviously I'd never done that on stage before. Changed your closing. I've practiced them. Yeah. Yeah, I've practiced them, but pretty casually. Yeah. But I just had a shit ton of confidence that like you're going to kick his ass if you pose this way. But you have to do it. And I never thought about it. Yep. It was just, I'm backstage, I'm assessing, Mike Davies was talking, and I was trying to catch my breath, and I was, like, coming down from the excitement, but I was also, like, really zoned in, so it was kind of hard to think. I was, like, zoned in, and, like, this is what we're fucking here for. Yeah. Like, we showed up, and I thought about y'all, I was like, my friends are out there, like, yep. all right, it's yep. time. Like, now we fucking see what's up, mm-hmm. because this is all I've talked about for mm-hmm. 20 weeks. Yep. And so I was, like, backstage, and I'm, like, trying to, like, retract. I'm, like, trying to, like, pull out of that tunnel. To essentially be able to like, what do I need to do to finish this fucking job? Yeah. And I was able to, you know, get there mm-hmm. and realize I just, I need to pose huge. So we went out right away, like right away. I mean, every, my front were every single pose was different mm-hmm. and it was just how fucking big can I be? Yeah. And then I just saw the judges not taking their eyes off of me. I saw after we hit our side chest, which was our. Uh, third pose Mm -hmm. i saw judges who hadn't taken their eyes off of me filling out their cards i saw after we turned around from the front after i hit we hit our back shots i saw not a single judge had a card left they were all at the end of the table when they fill out a card does that mean they they made their selection yeah okay winner so they were being you know tabulated yeah and i i I knew Mm -hmm. i knew it was over and actually, um, and like friends with one of the judges on the judging panel. And um, oftentimes, um, it's a sign of respect. Mm-hmm. The judges will like give you a nod or, you know, like one the of good things. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a good job. Yeah. And he gave me one. And then the two judges outside of him each gave me one. Yeah. And then we were done. And the head judge, like, you know, he said, like, the pose down's over and stuff like that. And, you know, you you look back at them, like, uh, thanking them. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he looked at me, like, Mike down. He said, good job. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, dude. But so, I still, for some reason, I still didn't believe. Like, I convinced myself in my head, like, oh, you know, they did that to everybody. <laughs> you so know? I, I feel like I kind of recognize this moment now that I'm looking back, yeah. at, like, in my head at the footage and replaying the footage yeah. in my head. Because you guys, the first step is you have to line up. Yeah. And then the pose down is like when you're free to do whatever. That's yeah. when you and that one guy were like head to head. Did that yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Did this. Yeah. most muscular, I think. Yeah. Um, that guy kept trying to get next to me. And I know. Down he tried to push I, you out a little bit I too. I kept running away. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it seemed like halfway in the pose down when that happened, when you, yeah. it was Adam. Yeah. Uh, when you did that, it seemed like you got, you knew. Oh, and I knew at that having, point. And you knew you could have fun I, yeah. at that point. Yeah. I knew at that point that it was completely done. Yeah. Because like, I saw like the per- way that light heavy was chasing me around. Yeah. And I was like, God, he his tail's between his legs. It like, looked like you were on in like work mode yeah. first. And then it was like, okay, it's playtime. Yeah. That yeah, was pretty that's cool. That's kind of what it was. Yeah. Nice. Um, it, but it was so wild when they like, man, I don't know. I like knew that I won. And yeah. then like Mike got the car and I'm like, here, Mike, open the envelope. And I'm like. Dude, I could have thrown up. I could have thrown up. In that I was, moment. I was, I was, I was shocked. Oh my God. I was so shook. Yeah. But like, how do we know what would have happened if, you know, I would have hesitated. What if yeah. I had been on stage hesitating in my execution? Yeah. You know, there were people up there who were hesitating in theirs because they knew what was on the end of that line. Mm-hmm. And I was just down there executing. Mm-hmm. I was just down there getting the fuck after it. Yeah. And 
you know, I think, well, first, I, what does winners, Pauls, and losers hesitate mean to you? So mine is much less intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has to do with taking a photo. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I explained this to Savannah, and she asked, like, how do I know how to take a good photo? Yeah. Uh, so I've, I don't know why, but I realized I visualized things like movies. Yeah. So like if you, the 16 by nine aspect ratio is what it's, what it is when like you watch a movie in a movie theater. Okay. Okay. So it's like really wide, really skinny. And you know what I mean? Yeah. That look. And so I feel like my field of view is just always that. Yes. And so when I pass something, I, I told her, I said, I could see things just every day Yeah. and look at it and go, wow, that would be dope. And so we were on a walk that evening. Okay. <clears throat> and every time I saw something, and triggered so that little like that action moment. Not yeah. that no, don't hesitate, take a photo. Yeah. Uh, I, I paused and I said, "Hey, look at that." And she goes, "Why am I looking at that?" And I said, "Look at it from this angle." And it was uh, like, I just remember we were walking through a neighborhood and there were these two trees, and there was a small little window between these two trees okay. that you looked close. If you looked tight enough, it went right through to a house okay. that was well lit enough on the inside that it lit up the outside. Absolutely. And it glowed sense. a little bit. That's so and cool. if you were to zoom in like a hundred meter, hundred millimeters on a camera, yeah. that, that frame, those trees made would make that house look that much more enticing. That's so cool. That's how I view yeah. it. That's how yeah, I view yeah. like a lot of shit. That makes sense. And uh, I would have just seen trees and sunlight in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so for me in that little, like in that smaller aspect, less yeah. intense than the stage, yeah. but that's why I think I'm pretty good at capturing a moment Yeah, is because I can look at that and go, shit, I need the camera now. That makes so much sense. And you would take, you take the photo or, cool. or the video. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. That's wild to hear because I, yeah, I don't see things that way. <laughs> I, I don't at all see things that way. I, I, I noticed it like when I was a teenager. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's been that long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My cousin and I filmed a skateboard video when we were 13. No shit. It was actually pretty decent. I thought so. Really? Well, of course you think so. <laughs> it, it was on YouTube. I can't find it anymore. No. It's lost. Yeah. I showed you my, uh, there, there's a clip of me as a freshman on YouTube dunking a basketball. No, I haven't seen uh, that. Don't go Google it. I've seen your running it's videos. It's pretty embarrassing. My track videos. Your track videos. That was yeah. pretty fucking solid. Yeah. Pretty decent. A little better than average. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when you said that quote, I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense because I don't hesitate in those. When I see that moment and I see that photo opportunity, yeah, I'm not going to hesitate to take it. I think that the most ideal situation is when you like get into a flow. Yeah. And I mean, you can heavily relate this to training. Um, I've definitely like been there in basketball and track, um, you know, bodybuilding. Um, when you get into the flow and there is no more thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a really special place to be. I remember it in basketball. We were at a basketball camp in Fort Wayne, Indiana, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I was I was I was pretty good at basketball. Um, but we were at this camp, and I was, I it was ridiculous. Like I was just on another planet in a good like, way. Oh yeah, like you were on. Okay, oh, it was nuts, dude. Yeah. It was nuts, and like to this day, I remember that feeling. Mm -hmm. I, I shit you not like there was nothing I could see other than just the rim. Mm. Like that's all it was. I mean, yeah. like I was just completely on fire and it was like this all weekend. Like yeah, it was, it was not like that was the best I ever was at the game. Okay. Like that was the peak and the pinnacle. And it was against a, a yeah, very was, elite. It was just tunnel vision on the, it was just tunnel vision. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> being elite. And like every play I made, every move that I made, like, 
worked. Yeah. Like it was all just like flowing. Yeah. And like looking back, like, you know, you, you try to, you try to draw from the experience, like what was going on? Mm-hmm. Like, what were you thinking about? What were you seeing that was a di- that was different? What, you know, something here was different. And it's like, there's not really anything of substance. Yeah. I just, I just honestly, like, I remember just like hitting a few shots. Like I hit like three straight threes on my back to back to back possessions. Mm-hmm. I even remember who we were playing and dude, it just like went out. Like, it was just like away. I was like, dude, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't remember like defenders. I don't remember. Like, it seems like everything was wide open. Yeah. It was just hyper tunnel vision. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's a special place to be mm-hmm. when I like see an elite NBA player go there or dude, like in football, man, when you like Patrick Mahomes and like Tom Brady, they get this look in their eye mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, they're assassins. Yeah. Like they are just, dude, that's how I feel you. when I, about music. Yeah. When I play music. Yeah. There's a absolutely. moment, there's a moment when you start playing and you, in when you get in your rhythm, <clears throat> it might be hard to find it at first, but once you start getting there, man, the music, you don't play it anymore. You just feel it. That's so wild to hear. Like when me and my homies would jam yeah. back in like high school and yeah. we were in the band. Um, dude, we started playing like we would start with a song. Yeah. Like old like Fallout Boy song or something we, we used to play. Hey, Fallout Boy used it to was smack. This shit, yeah, dude. They, they, they used to smack. We used to play sugar. We would start with sugar, we're going down. Fuck yeah. And then we would move into like freestyle and the whole thing. So I got the uh, Patrick on the drums, Evan on the keys, me and guitar, and then Braden singing. And man, we would just go. And Braden would like to beatbox. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. That's and, but wild. You could tell when you're in a flow. I can't relate to that yeah. at all from like the creativity um, standpoint. I mean, maybe it's like the same thing. I think so. Maybe, maybe, you, maybe you, you just, when you're playing basketball, I bet you just felt it. Yeah. You knew when the ball left yeah. your hands, so you knew how the it ball was, was going to feel. It, yeah. It was smooth. 100%. It was fluid. Yeah. When we're playing, it's fluid. Yeah. I like, I would always know how, how that shot was going to turn out. We knew Savannah asked a funny question because we were listening to this little Dickie song. Yeah. We knew when you knew when someone was going to change tempo. Yeah. You knew when someone was going to change pitch. You knew when someone was going to change like anything you could think of because we were all in that flow okay yeah that's so interesting it's that's a, super cool to hear like when a team's like you say mahomes when a team's yeah. in a good flow yeah like pat mahomes know his receiver's gonna be there yep i know when patrick would yeah. change drum beat yeah that makes that sense kind of stuff. like there's no thinking it's just execution it happens it's just on point yeah tell us about your band <laughs> which one i was in two <laughs> so scott used to have like this straight slick black hair no no no. it was still brown it, oh it was still but brown? i dyed the front of it yeah that's like right hyper that's sl- right. oh my god blonde silver these are things that we probably shouldn't admit <laughs> i mean i was, I was in two bands too. he was in t- and you were a screamer one band i was lead guitar and backup singer less than defeated that was our fallout boy band and then the other band, I was a the lead guitar and the, sp- the screamer. And that band's name was Medusa Oblongata. Oh, my God. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the lead singer came up with it. He well, was a little from, wonky. It's from a movie. Um, Medulla Oblongata is like a oh, yeah. brain thing. Yeah. Some, Never uh, mind. That's what it is. It's yeah. from Waterboy. Yeah. Waterboy. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so funny. We Waterboy's agreement. We would jam. <laughs> Dude, I bet. I have seen Scott. I have seen Scott throw down on some music. So what all this is leading into is talking about execution over emotion and flow state. Um, which is, you know, what we're referring to that ties into it. Um, but it's not always going to be a, a flow state. This is also it does tie to 
the way that you think and your worldview, your perspective, if you will. Um, we talked on logical versus emotional thinkers, responders, communicators. Mm-hmm. This sort of falls in line with that, but I do think this is more hyper adaptable as you can be a very emotional person and you can still value execution over the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, something that Mark Tominick and I had talked about pretty recently was there's a very interesting correlation between client success and who freaked out who controlled their emotions the best when the quarantine hit. Okay. Isn't that a funny correlation? That is a funny correlation. Like, um, everyone handled it differently. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we've all had tough days. Like we've all had days where it's like, where is the end? Give me the spectrum. Did you have, what percentage of clients did you say you, you would have had or have across the team heard from your assistant coaches that like lost their mind? On my roster, I would say, I would say 30%. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. It's kind of, it seems like a lot. Yeah. Well, I lost their, lost their, okay. like lost their shit. All right. So I'd say like 30%, like voice Concern. more, more upset than I really want to hear. Yeah. I would say like, like flipped out like 15. That was me like, Oh my God, life is over. Like Dude, what are we like going to do? Message after message after message after message after message. You're talking about that person. Yeah. That yeah, like yeah. panics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, we have kind of discussed this, mm-hmm. uh, previously, but the correlation here is so interesting because, um, you know, no one who I'd consider like one of the extremely elite people, none of them did it. Mm-hmm. Like no one who like team Haley looks up to, Within my clientele, mm-hmm. like I guess the leaders of my group, everyone knows who the leaders of the group are. Sure. Like the alphas are at the motherfucking top. Sure. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and it's cool. Um, you know, all those people are folks who are like perfect. Mm-hmm. They, you know, there's like deviations just don't really exist. Mm-hmm. And it's truly just execution. Like everyone has cravings. Everyone has weak moments. Everyone has days they probably want to skip their cardio. Like everyone doesn't always want to get 10 K steps in. Well, those are emotions. Execution still has to take place. Execution has to take place in order for any of the goals that you and your coach have set forth. Any of the goals you and your professional life, uh, any goals you and your partner, anything that you have that you're striving for, the execution has to be greater than the emotion. And as a coach, you know, I'm, I'm in an interesting position now because um, now, you know, I, I, I charge a lot more for my services than I used to. Mm-hmm. So when people sign up, like they're signing up to work. Yeah. Like they're not signing up to like cheat on their protocols and like bitch and like, like they're, these are very serious individuals. And when I had lower price points, like the opposite was true. Like, like people would sign up and just like waste it away. Sure. You know, um, and that's an interesting correlation as well. Mm-hmm. It's extremely interesting correlation, but like my roster has shifted over the last like year and a half. Yeah. Into like, there's not a lot of people who like complain. Okay. And like, if they do, like, I feel like oftentimes it's rather warranted. You know, there's not like all these people just losing their mind. They don't drive their emotion to yeah. complain too much. Yeah. Like these are all people who mm-hmm. hired me for a job. Yeah. 
they didn't think they were like hiring a friend or something like mm-hmm. you're, you're hiring me for a job. Mm-hmm. If we become friends as a side effect of me doing the job and you executing the job that I am trying to do, that's dope. That's super cool. Um, but you're hiring me to get this job done, to achieve this goal and to get to this place. Like the cream that's at the top that has risen to the top, just executing. There's no motion involved. Mm-hmm. I can tell Jasmine Barber no carbs until further notice. She's like, I, I yep. mean, I, I can tell Joe she's Sugarman, a machine. Yeah. I mean, Joe Sugarman's 10 weeks out. I can triple his cardio and tell him no carbs till further notice. You know what his response would be? I cool. Thanks, man. Looking forward to explanation mark, explanation mark, explanation mark. Let's kill it. Explanation mark. Nice. <laughs> That's my Joe voice. Nice. When, when I meet Joe, that better be how he sounds. <laughs> Don't let us down, Joe. Don't let us down, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I think he's actually coming down here soon. Nice. Like these people, they just fucking pull the trigger, yeah. dude. And like people like that are really impressive. Like there's a lot of folks, man, I have some friends with really good ideas. And I hope they're listening to this podcast because I'm talking directly to them and I'm talking directly to you guys, man, you guys are so smart. And like, there's so much going on like upstairs that like other people just like don't have and like, aren't, aren't used to like thinking and, and, you know, maneuvering that way, if you will. Okay. And dude, it's just like, there's this fucking like fear. There's like this fucking wall. With the, the people j- who have the capability? Yeah. Okay. And they just like won't fucking clear it. Yeah, dude. Dude. I was, I was oh one of those gosh. people. Were you? Yep. I always I might have been too. I always but. thought that I was meant like this is gonna sound stupid. Yeah. And I think everybody listening to this can probably relate to this. Yeah. I always thought that I was meant to do something pretty fucking cool. Yeah. But then I would always be brought back to quote unquote real life. Yeah. And say, hey, no, you just gotta go get a job. Yeah. Well, why do I have to go get a job? Yeah. If I can make a job. Yeah. And when I made a job and actually did it, I realized, oh, this isn't that fucking scary. Dude, honestly, fuck being realistic. Yeah. Like, what's the point in being realistic? Like, especially now, like. The entire world's at your at your hands. Yeah. You can literally make yourself into whatever you want to do, whatever you want to be. How many people's passion projects turned into six and seven figure businesses? Yeah. Fuck. How many people eight figure businesses? Like yeah. how many people's passion has just ignited them throughout their entire life? And like other folks sit back and they just like wonder what makes these people so special mm-hmm. or like. They think they just don't have what that person has. Perfect example. And I love that like Netflix and Hulu are doing this. All the British bake, the British baking shows. Yeah. All the cooking shows. Yep. They show what, what's the one thing they show is they show people Mm -hmm. who are average people Mm -hmm. who aren't like really good cooks, but they're good at cooking. Yeah. Become really great chefs. Yeah. Okay. Next. There's a new show on Netflix about weed. Yeah. And cooking with weed. We never thought that was going to be a thing. Yeah. And now those people are really good at cooking with weed. Absolutely. There's a show on Hulu about that's called making it about knitting and making random arts and crafts out of, out of random shit. Yeah. Those people do really well for themselves. Yeah. There's a thing on Hulu about making Legos. Yeah. These people love making Lego sculptures. Yeah. And the people from Lego and Disney and stuff were there to judge it. And those people are going to do really well for themselves. Yeah. You can do anything, anything, whatever your hobby, your passion or whatever is and like, Man, people just like hold themselves back so much. Man, honestly, like, I mean, you, you know, you kind of say it perfect. It's just like, dude, dive in. 
just do just, it. Just dive in. Why not? Like I, 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 I just, I, I don't understand why people don't pull the trigger and like what holds them back. Financial but finances. Oftentimes it's finances. I'm looking at what like held me back. The yeah. fear of financial failure. Okay, so to that I have to say you can establish a savings account. Most people have the capability to establish a savings account through through various options. Yep. So you can establish a savings account where six months, nine months of your bills yep. are, you know, there up front. Yep. And then you can pursue and go all in. And that's what I did. That is what you six did. Six months of savings. Yeah. Why can't everyone do that? Because people think that there's like this like magic, like, oh man, like they were born with it. Or like there's this like magic secret. Yeah. That like there is to like, it's like figure it out. It's like bodybuilding. It is. Yeah. They yeah, yeah. They think you magically got to this size. Dude, I used to think that like professionals had like different anabolics than I had. Mm-hmm. Like the anabolics I use are different than what they use. Yeah. Like I was very young. Sure. Like very early on. Sure. In this. Um, actually that was even before steroids, before I ever did steroids. Um, I just thought they, I just thought they like had access to other things. Like you turned pro and you're like given this golden key to like the magical kingdom of special supplements. This is why I hate, and this is probably not part of our topic, but this is why I hate people who have made it to some significant level of status that look down on other people. I know. Because at one time you were just a fucking person. Yeah. And you were were trying and you wanted it so bad. You looked at somebody else and you wanted it. Yeah. And now that you're there, now you're looking down on the same people and you're being like, fuck these people. You know, the only people I look down on are the shitty people that scam folks into sending them money to tell them they're (laughs) going to business coach when they've never even built a successful business. Venmo just up their fucking (laughs) (laughs) daily limit or their weekly limit. (laughs) Hey, Venmo did just up their weekly. Yeah, $5,000, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I don't use Venmo ever. No, but if you want to send us five Gs. If you want to send us five Gs for the great business coach. We'll plug your business for that on the podcast. Yeah, dude, you'll be a sponsor (laughs) permanent. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. So, so, you know, uh, I I think this um, relating it back to the training, Mm because I did want to I did want to touch on that. Um, So it's it's been interesting getting back into the gym and realizing that, like, not much was lost. Like you did say that. that I found that interesting for you. Yeah. Yeah. Not much was lost because you know what? Like there was this job that still needed to get done. Mm -hmm. And like the job at the end of the day, I, you know, I do kind of view bodybuilding as my job. It's like the further I progress in bodybuilding, like the more legitimate folks find you to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, so it, it is kind of a job for me and this job still needs done. And this mission like still needs accomplished. And like, my I'm not altering my goals because it's not convenient right now. Mm-hmm. Like the food was still crushed and the training was still very, very difficult. Yeah. I mean, because of that my first workout back in the gym, you know, I'd incline bench 345. Yeah. For five reps. Well, how much do you squat to? You uh, or yeah, yeah, my, my my first day. Yeah, dude. I did uh 465 for eight and five and four ninety-five for like three. Yeah. And you crushed it. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, that's, yeah, you know, that's not what I normally do. I normally am able to get more reps or more weight for the same reps. And, but it's not that much. That's pretty good for I mean, what a like, month. 
That's like a 10% variance. Yeah, because I mean, a normal squat set would be like 550 for three. Like yeah. that's like a 10% variance. That's about what you would expect yeah. from the neural adaptations of training. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a bodybuilder. I still rep 225 for 12. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hit 275 for round two. Yep. And it's like this whole time, you know, during this quarantine situation where gyms are shut down, everything's going on, nothing's really going right. Yeah. You know what? Resistance band training is boring. It's not fun. It sucks. Like, thank God for hyperdrive. Cause like, that's fun as shit. Yeah. Like it's competitive and challenging yeah. and all that stuff. Dude, resistance band training is not fun. It's not cool. I didn't enjoy it. Like the pump definitely hurt and like, it, you know, felt good having a pump. Mm-hmm. You had to be really creative with the things you were doing, but doing that every single day and just like checking that box, like that's how you come out of quarantine ahead or close to the same where you were. Mm -hmm. And, you know, anyone could have just backed off. Anyone could have been like, you know what, man, like I'm just going to take four weeks off. You know, I don't want to, and you could have ate like shit and slept like shit, recovered like shit. But you know, who's going to, the people come out of this quarantine, people who are going to be elite humans or elite competitors prove themselves through this quarantine. Yeah. Like if you hit protocols during the quarantine every day, Mm Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, dude, it's going to be real easy once this shit, you know, once you're able to go back to the gym and your normal structure of life. Yeah. Like, it's going to be real fucking easy. Oh, yeah. And, man, I have to say, though, maybe huge majority, over 75% of my roster has been perfect. Yeah. This whole quarantine. And, like, that blows my mind. And mm-hmm. it makes me really fucking proud. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, you, you see social media. Mm-hmm. You know, you see people's posts. You see, like people who like really want to act like they they're into it like that. Like they're not doing all that. Yeah. Like they're, they're a lot of, I mean, there's most people who compete are doing it for clout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They realize they, they, they do it that for their Instagram and workout. They filmed, they did yeah. it for the video. Yeah, and then they didn't only it did it for the videos for nothing else. I yeah. wonder the clip at which that's done because I know it's really hot. I, yeah. I asked Savannah that cause you know, we film our videos, yeah. right? But I was, yeah. we're training in that moment. Yeah. So we're at the end of our training session or the beginning of our training session, we just do it. Yeah. And, and then that's so funny. Film. And then I'm wondering like, who is filming? Who's faking it? Just to, just to film. Who's it. faking it? Yeah. Well, I know there's some. You know, I've I've had enough friends in the industry like that. I've I've you know I've seen it happen like in real time. And I don't you know as long as you're helping people. Yeah. As long as you're not like hitting these heavy ass fucking squats and then coming over here and telling people you're using a hip circle to yeah. like build your glutes. You know. Yeah. As long as you're helping people, I you know I think that's good. Um. So logical thinking over over emotional thinking is extremely important here. Obviously, the 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 execution of what we're supposed to do every single day, you know exactly what the fuck you're supposed to do. We talked about the point one percent variables and every single time you're point one percent better. You're getting closer to that hundred percent and every point one percent adds up, you know, dude, I mean, fuck, dude, it's right in front of every single one of us. What it is to do, what it is to get to the next place? The next destination, whether it be professionally in your relationship, you know, any of those. Dude, like, like, I mean, literally it's right in front of you and all you have to do is just do it. Mm-hmm. And like the, like dude, fear, I don't care like who you are. I don't care. I, I, I don't care who you are. Male, female, fucking supermodel, NFL quarterback. Dude, if you come around me with fear, yeah, I am like so turned off. Dude, I mean, what we the the game plan for hyperdrive is yeah. pretty fucking scary. It was very scary, but yeah. like 
it's terrifying. Yeah. If only they knew. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's a big move. It's a huge move. And it's, you're not going to let fear stop you from no, that move. There was because never, it can help so many fucking people. Yeah. There was never like a second guess <clears throat> of this. Yeah. Like, I just like, all right, this is what we have to do. Yep. Like, this is this what is we the have move. to do. This is what we're doing it. Boom. Go. Mm-hmm. And, and although I do feel like I'm in a really good flow with like business right now. Yeah. Which, man, that always fuck that always feels nice yeah i think with me there's a massive it's the rhythm component of oh yeah the tunnel that tunnel vision yeah Mm -hmm. there's a massive component of pride that i take in my business Mm -hmm. and like the month of march fucked with me because i mean (laughs) it's a hard hit the fan and like you know people get rid of their coaches Mm -hmm. before they get, you know, that's not, a, that's not a, nece- a necessary expense. Yeah. You know, so people feel like they can like save cash there. And when I feel like the business is underperforming mm-hmm. versus like what our worth is, because I know what our worth is. And um, I'm always going to think our worth is way more than what, yeah, you know, of what course. we actually do. Of course. But man, that fucks with me. I bet. Now, like now, now you're sitting there wondering like, man, like, do I have imposter syndrome? Like, is this all yeah. like, is this all like false? Yeah. Like, you know, was the iron only hot, you know, for you that let, time frame let, and now it's you're letting your emotion. Yeah. That yeah. fear emotion. Exactly. Come in over the logic. Exactly. And for like two days in, in March, I like had, uh, I was like, fuck dude, what am I going to do? Like yeah. the ship is sinking. And like, you know, now <laughs> the you rebound's know, pretty cool. The rebound's pretty solid. Yeah. I'm definitely pretty happy. But you know what we did? We just like, like, dude, we had the worst month ever in March. And like right off of that, we bought a gym. (laughs) (laughs) Like fear literally does not exist in my life. It's nowhere. It's, it's not allowed to be there. Why did you, did you buy the gym because it made logical sense or because you had an emotional attachment to that? Yeah. Logical sense. It just made so much sense. That's the point of those whole things. You know what pissed me off? (laughs) You know what really pissed me off? Yeah. There was this dude who commented and like, I mean, we're, we're, we're decent friends. Sure. This is guy who commented on my posts about uh, like welcoming to the hyperdrive gym. Yeah. And he said, um, you know, the, it's, it's funny. You were like the one hating on everyone who's hating on resistance band workouts. And then you went out and bought a gym. He's like, <laughs> oh, I just had to like spot the irony here, bro. And I was like, <laughs> Man, you think I like got it like that? That's pretty funny. You think I like <laughs> right? That's what I was he, like his view. Like, his view at home. He yeah. was like this motherfucker. Yeah, hates resistance bands so much. He went and bought a gym. He went and bought a gym because he wants to work out. Because we can't work out. <laughs> what a bitch, dude. That's like <laughs> little. And I'm over here like I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> We're here like, dude, I did, I did not, That's hilarious. I did not make this investment. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. You did not empty your pockets for this. For quarantine. Like, you know, like quarantine sucks, but it doesn't suck that bad. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I can just only I imagine like, what he's doing sitting on his couch I know. thinking about it. I was just so confused. And I like commented back and I was like, no, like it made sense from a, like, socioeconomic standpoint everything footprint standpoint everything what we were getting like literally everything that's really funny i'm like oh my god dude. i'm a fan some some you know people are just interesting people are very <laughs> interesting you know through this i've been really proud of my coaches um because you know obviously we have that staff chat yeah and throughout you know the entire strugglesome process the strugglesome word it definitely should be that's actually yeah. a pretty elite word there we go i was like educate now mm-hmm 
profit later. Yep. And I kept hammering that home, like keep posting. I mean, yeah, everyone's fucking discouraged when you go 10 days without having a single inquiry. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. You're discouraged. Yeah. I was gonna say the important thing was just, just don't just give up. Yeah. Don't think it's over. Yeah. And you know, I, I never sense any like fear or doubt or like throw in the towel from anybody. No I definitely way. never sense that. No. Um, well, they definitely would be my coaches if they had even else that in there. <laughs> I just like, it was like positive reassurance mm-hmm. like affirmation. Like, dude, like we're still hunting. Yeah. Like things are bare right now. Like we're, we're, we're moving through or weathering the storm the best we can, but we're still fucking hunting. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this hunt, it's going to be a huge reward. And I promise you that. And now we're seeing it. You know, it shows you the right. true value of what we talked about before and the like uh, relationships and selling. Absolutely. It's like educate, educate, educate. Yeah. 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 I mean, that that's all we do. Mm-hmm. Hybrid drive, Instagram, team Haley, Instagram, all of my coaches, Instagrams, dude, yep. every single day you're educated. Yep. Iron in like, on that. Iron it. Oh my God. Iron yeah, intellect. on that level. Like dude, the, the, the amount of education that we're providing is absolutely unbelievable. And people still ask me like, what's your go-to resource for information? Myself. <laughs> At this point, what the fuck you mean? You mean you don't read my stuff? You don't read my coach's stuff? I have a library on the internet. Literally, I literally have a thesaurus (laughs) of bodybuilding and fitness at ironintellects.com and on Instagram.com slash jmahilly. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a fucking thesaurus. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that shit always trips me out. Uh, you know, people always want to find the easy answer. Yep. So I'm proud of my coaches, man. My coaches, you know, kept their head on a straight. Everyone crushed it. We bounced the fuck back. Just incredibly proud of them. Megan, we're still in quarantine. Mm-hmm. We're still in quarantine. And they, you know, they just kept cranking, man. And it's like, that's the beauty of vision. Like, it's all just fucking aligning. Nothing fucking breaks. Everyone knows their role, their responsibility. And there is no emotion in this business. There's no egos mm-hmm. within Team Mahaley. And it is a beautiful fucking thing. Yeah. There's no, it's just fucking work. Execute, execute, execute. Make these people better. Impact these people. Make my clients better. Push them, drive them, give them the tools they need. Execute, execute. That's all we do. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Yeah. We're like, like watching us work really is fucking incredible. Well, with that, with that quote from the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Uh, when the quarantine hit, there is no hesitation. Hyperdrive is a culmination of like no hesitation. Yeah. It is. is that like, hey, we need to have an online platform. Yeah. We need to keep training people. We need to keep them active. We need to yeah. keep them growing and moving forward to be that 0.1% better. Yep. That's what Hyperdrive is. I got word from a good friend of mine who knows people. Mm-hmm. I got word about four days before this was going to hit. Do you remember that? You remember mm. that before the quarantine was put in, I like texted everyone. I was like, yes, like, this is about to happen. Yeah, you, you did. You, you mentioned like some concern, like something important yeah. was going to like, it was going to impact. Yeah. Yeah. And Steve and I were already game planning. Yeah. Like there was this never time down. I'm sure he knew pretty early too. Um, Steven had a good feeling. Yeah. Like around the same time that I got confirmation, he was like, this is happening. Mm -hmm. And like, we need to get to work. Mm -hmm. You know, our pivot works, you know, perfectly. There was no hesitation. None. Yeah. Fuck. Execution. Yeah. Broke companies with no impact. Hesitate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And yeah, you you just, we're all dealt the same deck of cards yeah and and i think this is where the disconnect is for a lot of people mm-hmm. like everyone man like everyone has a backstory mm-hmm. like everyone has shit happening 
like everyone has things they've been through. Everyone wants to think they're special. Yeah. When like everyone has, you know, their circumstances might be different, but there's other areas of weakness that anyone and everyone can like put into play mm-hmm. and put and, and be inhibited by, be restricted mm-hmm. by. Mm-hmm. People really love feeling special. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it disgusts me. Like <laughs> your problems aren't other people have these too. Yeah. The difference is other people are making it fucking happen with these problems and you're complaining about it. Dude, Mark, uh, Mark Tom, when I tweeted something that yeah. I thought was really interesting that uh, Savannah and I were discussing a couple of days prior yeah. and he said that, and I agree with him fully, is that the choices you make are yours. Yeah. The choices someone else's make, someone else makes is theirs. Yeah. And it's your fault if you let the let the choices of somebody else impact or impede your success and your agreed. growth in any way shape or form agreed 100 percent agree with that and, like, and it's up to yeah. you to choose what to do yeah you hear some yeah. bad not bad news from your family you hear some bad news from a friend um yeah that, that sucks yeah but are you gonna choose to let that impact you and put you down or are you going to choose to take some form of positive reinforcement or positive action from that family is a big one huge Family is a big one. Um, families know and abuse the power of which like they have over its members. You know, certain members of the family just kind of use. Yeah. The, the, the power. I yeah. mean, yeah. How many, you know, moms use that mom card. Yeah. Like, you, know, like, you know, I'm your mom. Yeah. Or like, you know, same with dads or like, they come to you with like these issues. What? Why are you giving me time out? Because I yeah. said so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always got that one. Yeah. 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 Why, like, family's a big one because people are very emotionally invested. Mm -hmm. And families know how to emotionally charge you up. And they know how to word what they're trying to say in order to get the most energetic response out of you. Mm -hmm. So families are interesting one because, man, like, you you, you know, you know what I hell agree with? What is if they don't fuck you, feed you, or... What's the other one? I don't know, but it's it's funny to me. If, if they don't fuck you or feed you or, you know, basically if they don't fuck you or feed you, like, then pay them no mind. And like, man, I just couldn't agree more. Like, I'm so independent from my family. Yeah. But, I, you know, I love, you know, certain members of yeah. my family who, like, I still have communication with. Yeah. But, like, nothing they can do or say can, like, really ruin my, you know, day or, like, put, like change my mood. Yeah. Or, you know, anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Man, a lot of people like get that call and they're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Dude, Savannah used to be bad at it. Yeah. But now she's like, she's changed. She definitely like, let it, she, had it impact her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So Savannah used to be impacted a lot by, by the fam. And like now she's, she handles it great. Mm-hmm. Like she, you know, she, she's, we were talking about her fourth podcast. She's grown up a ton. Like mm-hmm. the professionalism mm-hmm. is expanding at a rapid rate. Yeah. And dude, it's good. Like I'm, I'm very proud of her. That's yeah. fucking dope as shit. But man, family's a big one because they can just push your buttons. And like, if you're someone listening to this and you just like, like you're shaking your head, like, oh my God, yeah, they can't. Dude, I have some really good advice for you. Next time they try doing that, understand the only reason they're giving that to you is because they know that they can pull you down to that level. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they know that, you know, they're not above you mm-hmm. and they know that you have other things going on in your life and they know that you're stronger than they are. Like they don't do that shit to the weak people. 
Like they do that shit to the people who are outliers in the family. Yeah. You want to hear a funny and story? They want to pull you back. So next time you can just laugh it off and go along with your life. Let's hear it. So when I was like 14, do you ever get put in timeout? Yeah. Okay. I got my nose in the corner. Yeah. So, uh, Sauce. when I was like 14 or maybe 13 or 12, probably like 12, I feel like a 14 year old getting in timeouts kind of. Yeah, I was definitely selling time out. I don't know. I was just getting grounded. There was a yeah, grounded, whatever. There was a point as to where my mom was trying to put me in some form of timeout or grounding. And I remember asking her or telling her no. And I was like, no. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Stand in front of my door and keep me in the bedroom at guard. Wow. And she said, Well, no, me and my mom have a good relationship. Yeah. Um, and she said, Well, no, I can't do that. When I was like, well, then I'm not, I'm not going to be grounded. And, I, and she says, you can't talk to me like that. I'm your mom. And it, it wasn't like really mean. Yeah. It was like that. Just like that. You can't talk to me like that. I'm your mom. Come on. Yeah. And like, mom, I'm not a dumb kid. I'm <laughs> not going to do anything stupid. I'm not going to put myself or you or anybody else in jeopardy. Yeah. You don't need to ground me. Yeah. I understand what I did wrong. Yeah. Do you remember what you did wrong? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Always, existed. always. <laughs> but when I started, when I did that, I realized that my mom was also trying to make choices. Of course. Just to make what she thought was right. But there was a point as to where she, she doesn't always know what's best yeah. for myself. Of course. And my mom was really good at trying to tell me what's best for me. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and I think of most course. moms are. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Are. But, but it, I started, that's when I started to learn that like choices really impact where I'm going to go and how I'm going to do, but it has to be the positive choice. Absolutely. And I have to not take advantage of situations or, or or really try to not grow. It was really important for me to grow from it. Of course. And I think that that when, when we start, when you start to realize that, uh, and not let your family impact that growth and, and know that you have the power outside of them, no matter how good or bad or anything they make you feel that it's going to really, it's what you think about yourself and that's how you want to, how you want to live your life and you letting someone else like a family member, you know, have control over you, you know, having that control, really anybody at all. Yeah. Like having that control of you and like the capability to be able to like, like push you to a place of being upset or like draining your own battery over something. Yeah. Man, that's just, that's just, that's a slippery slope. Like mm-hmm. anyone but yourself having that capability, that's a slippery slope to be on. Yeah. Family is a family is a big deal, man. I'm glad I don't really like, I don't want to say glad. I just, you know, all my family lives in Ohio. Yeah. Mine's so, in all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, like we don't like talk, like it's not like I'm obligated to like go to family functions and shit. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Family's draining, man. God. Okay. Family's like- draining. No one in my family sees the things I see. Like even like sometimes, you know, my mom and sister will talk and they just like, they just don't understand. It bothers me with my family, even if they're older, older than me, like most, you know, your uncles, your aunts, your, you know, cousins who might be older than you and stuff think they know better than you. Yeah. That bothers me a lot. Yeah. Because like they kind of don't, they need to know context. Of course. And if you don't know context, how can you know more than context I, matters? Than context matters greatly. Just because you're older doesn't mean you're smarter. Yeah. Yeah. The only person I really trust like that when I was growing up was my mom. I was like, oh yeah, if mom says it's probably, yeah, it's probably right. Yeah. It's probably pretty good. <laughs> I just always tried to use my parents as guidelines. Yeah. 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 Like they, it, it, what are they telling me? Yeah. That's good. How can I assess if I think this is good or bad yeah, and I'll make my own judgment. Yeah. My mom used to be kind of harsh. It's funny that you've met her. She used to be pretty strict. I can see it. Really? Can you, mm-hmm. man? She's just like, so like, 
fun and chill now. I don't know know where the fuck that came from. I have no idea. She like morphed into that over time. My mom always wanted to be the cool mom. Really? Yeah, she tried. I really, I don't don't think, I don't think mine was interested at that. Your mom was good at being the cool mom. Yeah. That has to be kind of cool. Yeah. Like there's a certain pride that goes in that. Like you go around the other moms and you're like, I, you guys all know I'm the cool mom. <laughs> Everybody wanted to come to my place when mom, when it was just mom and dad was out of town traveling. Dude, that's Because so they knew funny. mom would be like dope to hang around. Dude, that's so funny. And like, yeah. like your dad just wasn't as cool as your mom. Uh, my dad was just a strict dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Aaron and Mount on, on global podcasts. He, he was it. a strict dad. That's funny. Most dads are. My, my dad was definitely pretty yeah, strict. Most dads are, but he also traveled a lot. So like, yeah. he, you know, hit or miss. Yeah, that always blew my mind. Like having friends who like dads traveled a lot. I'm like, what do you mean? Like your dad's just gone. <laughs> there were like couple, there were like four weeks at a time where I wouldn't see him. Nuts. Yeah, that's because he'd be like nuts. jumping different states to different customers. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. That's very interesting. I always love when we get into talks about our childhood. We just yeah, we, we kind of we, go off on different random yeah, different yeah. roads. We lived. We we have such different upbringings, but it was such a like similar um, timeline. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Different lifestyles. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about food, man. This is a really, really, really big one. And it's also a touchy subject mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So um, I want to make sure I don't cross any lines here. A lot of people have an extreme emotional attachment with food. Mm-hmm. Like they just, they, they like food's their coping method. God. Yeah. And you know, when, when you coach, you know, someone like this, it's definitely very frustrating, Mm -hmm. but you know, what's wild is, you know, with the, the type of clientele that I, that I get now, there's a ton of people who use food as their coping method, but I've never seen so many people also telling me like, man, because of your accountability, like I've like, I've not done that. Like I've been upset and I've let it out in other ways. Hmm. Like, dude, that's powerful. Interesting. That fucking is. I'm not claiming I can fucking fix anything here. Sure. So before anyone listening to this, like goes off the fucking deep end with that. Definitely not claiming that at all. I'm saying having a strict accountability partner mm-hmm. and having someone that you really trust yeah. and believe in yeah. can change that, mm-hmm. can change that very bigly. And, you know, that always makes me feel really good. But food's a huge one. And, you know, food's something that we all need to look at and, and stay mindful of. Mm-hmm. Because we can get very emotional with food. But if you have physique goals, if you have performance goals, you know, again, you have protocols in front of you. Execute. You know what happens when you starve out your desires and you give in to the shit that's like good for your soul time after time? You change and you mold as a person. Mm-hmm. Like eventually, like not allowing food to pull you off track. Mm-hmm eventually you've done that long enough. Like you've done it like three straight weeks and you've had a ton of urges and desires. Dude, you've like remolded yourself. Yeah. But people just like, man, people like refuse to, to just fucking stick with it. Why do you think that is? Habit? They, they have it, but they also just, they like don't want to control their emotions. Okay. They don't want to grow up. They don't want to change. And a lot of people change is super uncomfortable for them. So it makes it more challenging. It's far more often you hear of someone wanting to change and someone actually wants to do that's it. Really, takes that's really true. Yeah, and that's kind of frustrating. Yeah. Um, you know, we we love talking about professional growth on here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we Scott mentioned like the the gym. Like we found the gym and it was like, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. It has to happen. Yeah. Don't even fucking care about anything. Get it. Yep. And that's what happened. I called Tony and I was like, get this gym. It's <laughs> like, I'm getting the gym. He's like, are you sure? Yeah. yeah. He's like, buckle up, man. Like it's, it's life's about to change. And, you know, having fear. And if you think about something and the answer is not a hell yes, then I truly believe it's a hell no. And like, if, if, if you have all this data presented to you, like with the gym, mm-hmm. you know, or like with hiring a new coach or something, you have all this data presented to you that just shows you exactly what the capability is here. And you're not like completely fucking into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, it also might be because I trust myself. Yeah. Like you trust yourself. Yeah. I guess a lot of people don't fucking trust themselves. Yeah. We, we have podcasts on that. I, I have, I have, I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. How long do you think it takes yourself to second guess yourself in those types of situations, in, in the tough decision types of situations like the gym? You that's a big investment. Like in general or me? You. Never. Never? <laughs> I don't ever see it. For me, myself. sometimes I'll, I'll start to see, I'll start to feel the second guess coming. Really? And I have to catch it. I, I remember that. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. they say that Tiger Woods takes five steps. He can, if he gets a bad shot, yeah, he takes five steps. He's allowed to be mad about that bad shot for five steps. And after that, he's to turn and it he's off. Over. Yeah. That's like his thing. Yeah. And that, that's where that like five second rule came through. Um, my, I always have to make a decision pretty fast. Yeah. If, if, if my gut says yes, I have to say yes. Yes. Otherwise I'll second. I know I'm going to second guess it. Yeah. Otherwise I'm going to look at the data and go, Hmm. What about this data? Yeah. What about this over here? Yeah. What about, uh, let me get an opinion from this person. Mm-hmm. Let me get another opinion. And then all the second guessing comes through. And like, for me, at least the way I make decisions, I have to do it that way. It's very interesting. Like you're explaining that. And I, I remember doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember like being that way. Cause but most not, of not being that way, like in a negative way, that's a yeah, fine way to be. Most of my past decisions were based on either data points yeah. or other people's opinions. Yeah. Never my initial first thought. And if I would have went with my initial first thought, most of the time I would have probably been Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I think those just compile up yeah. so much that you just kind of like realize and accept one day, like, man, I'm like, I'm just right far more often than I'm wrong. So like, I'm I think most people are right about themselves. They're like, I, I believe that I, I truly believe most people are correct about whatever the decision they're about to make. Folks undervalue themselves. Yeah. Dude, folks really, man, another way to piss me off. Undervalue yourself. Yeah. Don't, don't dude. Oh man, that's a big one, dude. Do you just understand? We are like, we are like the odds of being a fucking human being in this year, walking there at this fucking time. Are, uh, what is it? Like, Gary V says it's like 400 trillion to one. Yeah. It's like, like it's like one in 400 trillion, something fucking ridiculous yeah. like that. Like, dude, you, and you're going to second guess yourself. You got that chance and you're going to fucking second guess. You're, you're going to fucking, yeah. you're not going to have any confidence in yourself. You're not yeah. going to like allow yourself to find faith in yourself. Dude. You're not going to realize how fucking intelligent and great you are. Oh, dude, that shit pisses me off. You, yeah. I mean, you, you, Scott knows this. I cannot be around those people. I cannot be around those fucking the people. The fear of regret shit. is way worse oh, to yeah. me. The fear of being old and saying, looking at Savannah, yeah. going, I really wish I did that. Do yeah. you think I made the right decision? If I ever have to ask that fucking question, I know I did the dude, wrong thing. Yeah, that's why I'm such a yes man. Yeah. Because I was having regrets. Really? Like I was having regrets of like just not doing things like missing out on things or all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, what? I'm just going to do everything. Just, like, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Like yeah. literally, why the fuck not? Like yeah. uh, friends invite us over. Yeah. The answer is yes. Or, you know, we're, we're invited to go out. Yeah. 
Like I just say yes to everything. Hey, yeah. you want to go see us? Well, of course I, of course I want to go see. I don't have to think about going to see a DJ. <laughs> like I just, I just kind of started like saying yes. Actually, you know what? That was a New Year's resolution. Oh, in really? Two thousand, two thousand nineteen. Okay. Yeah, I was Two like, years ago? I was like, I'm gonna say, like, I'm just, I'm just gonna be yes man this year. Okay. Like, if you ask me, it's just yes unless I'm busy. Unless okay. I'm like actually busy. So you, you hired me. So and it just, good year. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great year. And um, so it just kind of stuck with me after that because I was like, I was being held extremely accountable with it mm-hmm. as well, which I needed. I definitely needed an accountability partner there. Um, but I just like now it's just like yes. Well, uh, and what changed when you started to do that? Everything, dude, like everything, just like the amount of friends that I had, the connections I had, like my, you know, my experiences, like my memories, man, like, I feel like I just became more sure of myself too. Cause it's like, I feel like that might be kind of how I got to the whole no second guessing thing either. Yeah. It was just like, everything's yes. Cause you know what? Like if, if it's a person, let's say, mm-hmm. if I've put myself in position for you to ask me to hang out, mm-hmm. then like you're pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you know, I don't waste time on anybody. Yeah. Like if, if yeah. I, if I see you as a, you know, someone who's just not going to benefit my life whatsoever, then I, you, you get zero energy out of me. Mm-hmm. And so like, I've let you get to this point to like, ask me or like, you know, ask me and my girl, like ask me and my friends, like go do something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I obviously feel pretty comfortable with you. And you know what? The only thing that's fucking come out of that is just more friends, better friendships, closer friendships, more memories, like cooler memories. Um, sometimes more drugs and that's okay. <laughs> life's more fun that way, I guess. Life's, life's I guess. a little bit more fun I that guess. way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, just like good things come, you know, the only thing that I fucking sacrifice is fucking sleep. Like for me, sleep's a huge deal. Yeah. But like, I definitely have missed out on some sleep. Um, but like I, but do you regret no, losing some sleep no, over the decisions you've made? Not at all. That's where I, that sells not me. At all. Yeah. Like that's like every, like truly everything I've done the last two years, like has been dope. Yeah. Like it has been fun. Like I don't have a single thing in the last two years that like I haven't enjoyed being a part of. I, you know? We've already talked about this before in a past podcast, but that remember I told you that lean in. Yeah. Like when I started using that methodology yeah. with myself, like trust your gut, lean into it, yeah. do it. Everything's kind of been falling into place. I agree. I agree with that. And, and, you know, you've done that and I've done that kind of more as we've grown. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Totally. But, but, you know, there's always room for growth. So like, you know, again, if you're someone who you just overthink, you overthink, you do just execute a couple of mm-hmm. times, just execute once or twice and like, just go, you know, see what's up, uh, whatever it is. Something's on the other side. But if you're if you're constantly an emotional thinker, it's because you're scared. You're living in fear, and like man, I promise you, like there's put, you know, your, there's put yourself nothing. in an awkward position. Yeah, yeah, do, do it. it. Put yourself yeah. in that position to feel really, 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 really awkward. I've been in a ton of those. It, 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 where I just it, didn't fit in. Yeah, make it a small decision. Yeah, like wake up in the morning and you're like, I want to do this. Ah, I don't know. Yeah, then just do it. I had a friend who, um, you know, told me not too long ago that she like felt awkward and uh, like, like being out by herself, like out to eat by herself. I like got a coffee shop. by oh, herself. I feel like, like yeah, I can't do that. Really? I can do a coffee shop, but like, you know how you go to restaurants? Yeah. I go to restaurants. Fuck that. You ever gone to a movie by yourself? Yeah. My mom does that. I can't get down with that. Yeah. No way. Man. Sometimes your friends are busy. So I watch a movie at home. Nah, nah. <laughs> wow. That's wild. I would love to hear like from our, from our listeners. Like, yeah. Do you guys ever got, man, is that rare? I think so, but oh, that's me. Really? 
You know what I do wonder when I'm out to eat by myself? Like I've like gone to dinner by myself, like yeah. to Red Ash, like on Friday or Saturday night. And I'm yep. just like clearly sitting by myself. Yeah. I wonder if people like look over and feel bad for me. <laughs> like, I wish I could just wear a side and it's like, dude, I'm like, I'm, I'm here by choice. Just the big sign says, I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm good fam. <laughs> it says vibing. Yeah. I'm going to make, I'm going to make you a shirt. This is vibing. That's my thing. That's my go-to. Whenever I get way too high or whenever I don't have an explanation for what I did, I'm just like vibing fam. <laughs> At the time there was a flow and the flow I was catching at that time made me do the thing that I did. So I was just vibing, riding. I was just vibing (laughs) with the flow. That's hilarious. (laughs) So (laughs) I like this episode. This is kind of a funny episode. It is. This is is a good one though, because I mean, truthfully it's, it's the, the whole execution over emotion principle. It really is like it's overcoming fear. It's putting yourself into the awkward situations. It's putting yourself into the place where the security net might be gone. Yeah. Um, And that's a scary place to be when you first make that move. But it's also putting yourself into a place where you don't really have a ceiling. And -hmm. it's putting yourself into a place where the potential is limitless. Yeah. And it's putting yourself into a place that can really only turn you know, conducive for you. Yeah. you. You don't lose. You either learn or you catch a huge fucking W. But like to learn time and time and time and time and time again, you know, l- losing is a choice. And, you know, learning is, you know, what we need to be doing through this whole process of just growth mm-hmm. and trying to get to the you know, the next bridge or the next achievement, whatever you will, is the more experience you can compile, the more wins you can compile, the more momentum you can compile and the more overcoming fear or doubt and that, that self reassurance, if you will, that you can compile just the better the results going to be. Like yeah. It's only going up. I would say if, you know, it kind of sounds like we're bullshit in this whole episode, but if you really re- reverse back and then went, listen to this episode with the intent of fear or lot or like fear or gut decisions. Yeah. You would notice that most of the things we've said are like, we've, we've learned how to control and how to, how to feel those gut decisions yeah. and lean into them and make them work for us. But you know, Scott and I can't like do it for you. Like no. you can't just, you can't just pull up this podcast every single time you're like facing yeah. like, you know, adversity mm-hmm. and like click it on and like get this motivation. To like it's practice. You have to practice conquer. it. Like you, yeah, you have to apply and do it and and make the thing happen by yourself. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else that you can do. Mm-hmm. Like experience, apply, practice, get over it, get past it, get better. You're going to have grow, some bad decisions. Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> you're going to feel real dumb some days. Yeah. But I've, man, I've had a couple. Yeah. Well, I never felt dumb. No, I felt dumb sometimes. But I, I, I've, I've had a couple. No, the only thing that make, can make me feel dumb is a girl. <laughs> okay fair it's true fair, that's fair that's the only time in my life i've ever really felt dumb yeah. <laughs> let's be honest um so execution over emotion put yourself in the position do what do the shit you have to do to level up and grow in your personal life that's what we're here for that's what we're rooting for that's what we want to see so for episode 20. Episode 20. Dude, we're only 80 away. Only 80 That's away. That's pretty fucking lit. We're cranking these Dude, out. We are cranking these out, and you guys are helping us a ton. So if you love us, give us five stars. Leave a comment. Promote us on your socials, and we would always greatly appreciate that. We try to share a message um, as many as we can. So for Scott and Justin, we'll see you on Wednesday. Have a great Monday, folks.